You're listening to the Here's the Deal podcast. If you would like more information or would like to connect with the show, check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Here's the Deal podcast. We hope you enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Here's the Deal podcast on this special episode, which is a Q&A. I'm joined, like always, by my friend and co-host, Luke Chris. Luke, how are you? Doing super good, man. How about you? Uh, doing well. Doing well. Um, just good to hear. Uh, just hanging out here in the old broadcast plaza. The old studio. Studio One. Uh, studio One, which technically is the second studio that we use, but we don't like to call it Studio Two because in the show business, that's bad luck. Yep. So, so you always have to call it Studio One. Uh, so, Luke, on today's episode, we're doing a Q&A. How did we get these questions? We got these questions through our social media outlets. MySpace. Uh, not MySpace Quirkle. yet. Mostly through Instagram. Instagram. Actually, 100% through Instagram. We put out a post and a story, and we received some questions. And now we're going to seek to at least respond to them. We should call it Q&R because it's more question and response. We may not answer exactly how you want. We may not even have the answers. But we're going to respond. It's going to be a terrible podcast when you ask a question. We go, yeah. Well, I hope we wouldn't do that. Yeah. But <laughs> All right. Um, so, Luke, what is the very first question? Question number one. This says, how do I keep Jesus at the center of my relationships? That's good. Um, there's, you know, it wasn't very specific. No, we don't know if it's um, friendships. love relationships, yep. marriage, or just general friendships. Yeah. We are unaware. So why don't we just take a stab at all? Yeah. So you want me to hit yep. it? Or you? Yep. All right, I'll go ahead. I think my answer is going to be basically the same. It's, I'm going to go very broadly. I think that there is one way that you keep Jesus at the center of your relationships, and it is found in the Old Testament, and repeated by Jesus in the Gospels. And that is this. I'm going to read Mark's version because I love the book of Mark uh, currently. It says, you shall, this is Jesus, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your mind and with all your strength. And that is the Shema. And I think that is chapter six. the, um, that should be the banner of your goal to keep Jesus at the center of your relationships. Mm is to love him with everything in you more than anything else. You're not going to love. Um, you love others best when you love Jesus most. So the way to love others better and to keep Jesus at the center of your relationship is to love him more than you love them. Because in this sounds uh, counterintuitive, but the way to love others better is to love Jesus more than them. Yeah, I agree. Um uh, I agree. I think uh, the Shema is something that uh, has really been transformative in my life, uh, just knowing that people have prayed that and people have looked to that. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I'm trying to, one of the things I want to uh, point out, and I learned this from uh, one of my dear friends, Jen Wilkin, um, who I worked with at the village. That's None of that's true. Um, well, I heard it on a podcast once. <laughs> and so, um, and has really just been something for me and Meredith. Um, as we are pursuing to, to love Jesus together, uh, two sinful humans trying to love Jesus together is um, not always easy and difficult, but I love Psalm 34. Dang it, dude. I love I Psalm I was going to read that. Ah, hey, listen. Bible's open, uh, free game. Listen, I want you to know that these things are not pre-rehearsed. It may sound like we're super professional and have all of our stuff together, but 
not the case. Uh, we, we, I didn't know he was going to want to read that. But as a guy who's married, um, Psalm 34.3 has been something that's been really helpful for me and my wife, and that's kind of our prayer together. Is, oh, magnify the Lord with me, mm. and let us exalt his name together. And so uh, that's been my prayer for my, uh, for my wife and I. I would hope that um, that would be the prayer for our friendships. Yeah, that, that's good. That would be the prayer for our dating relationships, and uh, that would be our hope and desire. Yeah, that's super good. My boy, Russ Taylor, Mobile, Alabama, just got married a couple weekends ago, and we, uh, the groomsmen all pitched in and got him a really nice Bible from, I believe the company is Paul's Leather Company. Oh, yeah. They are not sponsored by us, but they do great work. If you're looking for a super... They don't sponsor us. Yeah. Yeah, they don't sponsor us. No, I'm just Um, playing. Not yet. If you're looking for a really nice Bible, check out Paul's Leather Company. But we got him a new Bible, and we, um, all the groomsmen highlighted verses in there for him. And that was mine, and I was looking forward to reading it. It was Psalm 34.3. That's always my prayer for my married pals. Let's exalt his name together. That's super good. But, yeah, I think of, in, in in the realm of, I was actually talking with a friend about this recently. Um, in the realm of relationships, for for Jesus to be enough for you and for you to love Jesus more and also love that person well through that, I just think of, man, who you marry, who you date, and who you choose to marry is the second most important decision in your entire life. Mm-hmm. First being following Jesus, obviously. Oh. Yeah. And I th- what what else was you think it was going to be? Ah, I thought it was LeBron or yeah. Jordan. <laughs> I, I didn't know. Sorry. Uh, the second most important decision in your life is who you choose to marry. Like that's a big decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the hope in marriage. There's a lot of hopes in marriage, but one of the main hopes in marriage is to get more of Jesus. Yep. Like if he's your greatest treasure, pursue someone who loves him, and you so you can get more of him. And I just think that's always a wise thing to do. Is um, it's hard to make Jesus the center of your relationship if the person who you are in relationship with, if Jesus is not also the center of their life. Um, So yeah, just be with someone who loves Jesus, who loves Jesus more than they love you. Mm -hmm. And, and listen, be friends with sinners. Jesus was, yeah, but his closest friends loved him most. And uh, I would encourage you to be, uh, except for Judas, we're not going to talk about that. Um, But, (laughs) Find people who are in your close-knit friend groups who who have the most influence in your life yep. and make sure they love Jesus more than they love you uh, or love that friend group. Um, yeah. And then uh, same thing in dating and marriage. I would agree. Yeah, one of, my favorite, uh, one of my favorite sayings I've heard for years is, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Yeah. And uh, who you hang out with is who you are and who you are becoming. So those are important. And you have... A lot of times you don't have a huge choice in your friends. Sometimes you're just friends with people. Yeah. And you need to be friends with lost people and all that. But the person that you marry, you have a lot of choice in that. Make sure they're a good one. Yeah. Make sure they love the Lord more than anything. Yeah. Good. But, all right, question number two. If, <laughs> I love this. Um, if you could write a book, what would it be about? What would the topic of your book be? Now, am I an expert in this book? Like in this topic? Well, well, let, let's let's or is let's, it realistic? Let's let's set let's uh let's set some uh, boundaries. Yeah, prerequisites. Parameters. If we're parameters, if we are writing a book, let's mm-hmm. assume 
that we are an expert in that topic. So even if you have no clue about it now, yeah. you would be but if in you wrote scenario, a book. In this scenario, I'm writing a book about this. And you're an expert in it. Yes. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, why am I writing this book? Oh my gosh, just answer the question. Uh, mine would be, I would be writing a book that has everything to do with um, revealing the tricks that magicians do. What the? <laughs> you would be so hated among... Magicians? They have a code. But I'm not a magician, but I just know everything about them. So in this you would scenario. just ruin magic for everyone. Yes, because I don't want them to believe in magic. I want them to walk in the spirit. I hate magic tricks so bad. They make me so mad. Oh my god. You want to know why that stems from? I went to a hibachi restaurant one time and I didn't understand That's what he was doing. That's not magic. They're just cooking in front of I you. I don't like hibachi restaurants either. <laughs> and so I would also oust them in that book. <laughs> Reveal all the hibachi secrets. Hibachi and magicians. Basically the same thing, charlatans. What would the title be called? Um Get that hibachi and magic out of my face. <laughs> That's a terrible title. Yeah, very long. New York Times bestseller. Um, get that hibachi and magic out of my... Get that magic hibachi out of my face. Subtitle. That's not real. Subtitle to the subtitle. All secrets revealed. Learn here. The price of this book is twenty. <laughs> How big is the cover? Good Lord. It's very big. A lot of text. No pictures. Oh, man. You don't have time for that. It would sell for twenty one ninety nine. Twenty one ninety nine. Yeah, <laughs> sell one copy. Um, what about you? Let's see. Well, you went the um, insane route, and I went a more theological route, being as we are a podcast about the Bible and about uncovering truth, which is what my book would <laughs> okay. do. Okay. Well, anyway, my I, I there's a few things I would like to write about. One, assuming I'm an expert in it. Again, I don't think I'd ever, even if I ever had the desire to write a book, it wouldn't be until I was much, 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 much older. Um, I'm about to be 23. Haven't been following Jesus very long in the grand scheme of things. Nobody should buy my book right now. Nobody should care what I have to say. 100% everybody should buy my book. <laughs> well, to be fair, yours would be the only one in its category. I would make a killing. <laughs> um, mine, assuming I'm way older and an expert, mine would be on the doctrine of union with Christ. I think it's way better than mine. Yeah, if we could ever f just partially grasp our union with Christ, man, how many things would that would that solve in our hearts and our minds? What would you call it? Union with Christ for dummies. Subtitle: <laughs> Union with Christ. Subtitle: and No subtitle. Just oh. Union with Christ. Wow. Keep it simple. There's not a lot of words there. Um, union with Christ. My other thing: I've always wanted to write children's books. That may be the illustrator side of me. I would love to like illustrate children's books, but about anything, hmm. not necessarily biblical or anything. Maybe about magic. What about what about a little children's book about a magician, a hibachi grill magician, who at a young age read a book that uncovered the lies of magicianhood and hibachi grills. I, that is I. It, that plot is so confusing, I couldn't even follow well, it. Well, it should be an, it'd just be a book of rage. <laughs> That's what it would be. Okay. That's good. Okay. Right. So we have two, uh, three now, because you have children's books in there. Uh, three really good books I think you guys should go read in the near future. All right. Number three, <laughs> taking a sharp turn How to Fall in Love with Jesus. 
It's not magical, I'll tell you that. Uh, so um, how to fall in love with Jesus. You know, one of the things that I love the most about Meredith is... Um, Jesus. We're talking about Jesus. I know, I know. But when I think about falling in love, and at least in ways that, I, that I've known and, and, and have experienced, uh, I have a, an Adidas shoebox from cleats that I bought when I was in eighth grade. Anyways... In that shoebox, I have every single note that Meredith has ever written me. Mm. Every single note from, hey, take out the trash, to um, angry ones when I get home of, hey, you didn't take out the trash, to uh, the note that she gave me on our wedding day, and um, uh, notes that we wrote at different points in times of her life. Anyways, all those notes I have, and I cherish them because they're her words to me, and I care for them. And um, I think one of the greatest ways that we fall in love with Jesus is by um, reading and, and studying and keeping and treasuring His Word. Mm, that's good. Um, the same way that I've, I've learned so much from Meredith. Even now, in these are notes, you saying that the Bible is, is just God's, a, love, letter is God's to us? love letter to us? That'd be a heck of a letter. Um, <laughs> no, I'm saying that uh, that's how I came to know Meredith more and love her more. Yeah, um, that's and, good. And I would encourage others to, to love and treasure the words of the one who loves us the most. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That really makes up for the whole hibachi magician thing. Well, God said loves your enemies. <laughs> and all magicians and hibachi grillmen are mine. <laughs> Birds aren't real. Well, I think, uh, I think I agree with that fully. Um, I think my simplest um, encouragement through that would be, man, per- pursue the spirit. Pursue the Holy Spirit. Uh, that's the primarily what the Spirit does in our lives, in our hearts right now, is to show us He beautifies the Son. He shows us the beauty of Christ. He doesn't make Christ um, any more beautiful, as if He's not. He just gives us the eyes to see, the mind to understand how beautiful and majestic and awe-inspiring and worthy of our love and affections and devotions that Jesus is because we naturally we cannot see the beauty of Christ. Um, so my encouragement would just be to pursue the spirit. Mm-hmm. And I think you, uh, there's multiple ways you do that. Um, and one of the things is like you said, read the Bible before you read the Bible, plead with the spirit mm-hmm. to show you the beauty of Jesus in his word. Yeah. Um, just the only way that you're ever going to love Jesus and see him as more beautiful than anything in this world is to be filled with the spirit. Yeah, and and I think there's other things too. Our God's a beautiful God who creates beautiful things. Mm, I love yeah. nature. Um, uh, I love I love to be outside and just um, I don't know. It's even weird. Like when we play tennis, I'm just exhausted. It just makes me appreciate the Lord all the more. Yeah, for sure. Just just like that, I'm exhausted and physically exhausted. And just being able to be outside and run. I don't know. Maybe yeah, just breath good. in our lungs is. There's a there's a way to enjoy His gifts yeah. where the where the affection and the awe doesn't stop on the gifts, but it rolls up to the giver. Yeah. Uh, there's three things. This just came to my mind. There's three things that I read about Jonathan Edwards, how he would avoid uh, you know, just burnout and loving the Lord throughout his life. And his three things were scripture, um, communion with people, and then nature. Mm-hmm. He would try to flood his life with those three things. Yeah. And I think some of the language me and you use all the time is, Find things that stir your affections for Jesus yeah. and flood your life with them. Yeah. Whatever makes you love Jesus more, do that thing yeah. all the time. And whatever robs you of your affections of Jesus, 
even morally neutral things. What robs me of my affections of Jesus mostly are not huge sins, Mm -hmm. but rather morally neutral things. If I watch The Office or Parks and Rec or West Wing or anything for 18 hours straight, I'm not going to love Jesus more through that. Mm-hmm. And is that sinful? No, but it's robbing me of my affection for Jesus, which he is my greatest treasure. So I'm only hurting myself and loving him less through that. Yeah, so that's, that's weird. Good. And you know, that's different for everybody because if I watched 18 hours of the West Wing, I would only appreciate the Lord more because he is... Because uh, <laughs> he made Martin Sheen. Because Martin Sheen is just a shadow Yeah. of the greater president. That's good. That's Jesus. not That's not an official title of Jesus. <laughs> well, also, there's some litmus test. Um John, First uh, John five three, says this is the love of God that we keep His commandments. Um, John fourteen fifteen says Jesus says this: If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Yeah. So I don't think love is in um, is found in, um, you know, white knuckled obedience where you're just forcing yourself to follow Jesus. But I think a good litmus test of if you really love the Lord is, hey, I delight in following him. I delight in following his rules yep. because I know that every commandment from the from the mouth of the Lord is for my joy and for my good and for his glory. Yeah, I agree. Um, that was good. Thank you, listeners. Yes. What's up? What else? All right. <clears throat> A little controversial one up next. It does have to do with hibachis? It does not. Okay. That is, I think you're the only one who's ever thought about that. All right. Number four. Should we listen to music from churches that have questionable, questionable, or wrong, outright wrong theology? So we're talking about Bethel. Okay, I was hoping not to mention any oh, names. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I did not mean to mention that Bethel is, <laughs> is terrible theology, and you should probably never listen to their pastor. Oh, yeah, okay, that's yeah, fair. Yeah. So should we listen to, to songs from churches or bands or whoever, people, with questionable theology? I think you have a, a few trains of thought here. Uh, their their music, some can be very shallow, and yeah. it has no necessarily wrong theology. It's not going to be your deepest stuff, but it's not going to necessarily be wrong theology. However, do you also come from the the same mindset of uh, you know what? I'm not. Uh, I don't agree with the pastor's theology or their church's theology. I like their music, but by liking their music and subscribing to their music and purchasing their music, you're then supporting the spread of yeah. false theology. That's unavoidable. And so I don't know. I don't know. But you know what? I don't agree with Target stuff a lot. Yeah. But um, like the whole bathroom thing. But 100%, I go to Target to make sure I get my baby formula. Not for me, for my children. Yeah. And so I don't know. I think there's. A, I think it's just kind of a, a conviction thing of hey, what what do you do? Like I, I don't know. I yeah. like some of Bethel's music. I don't like the whole soul sucking thing, or the grave sucking thing. Grave sucking, not soul sucking. Yeah, they don't. Uh, Boycott the Steam Town Mall. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah, that's a that's a tough place, and I think I've shifted multiple times in the past few years on this. Um, I think the most broad advice would just be to evaluate everything. Um, under the counsel of the Lord and His Word, um, if you only if you only listen to music and you only take advice and you only uh, use commentaries, for example, from people who you totally agree with, then you're going to be stuck with listening to no music and having no commentaries. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's just so many people that we would disagree with, yet they're going to be right on some things. Yeah, one of the one of the most 
theologically sound and beautiful, just beautiful Jesus-exalting songs to be released this year. You know what it is? Rattle. Well, that one's really, and it's super biblically sound, but that's not what I'm talking about. That is a really good example. King of Kings by Hillsong. And would we agree with Hillsong on everything? No. No, not gosh, a chance. No. But that is a beautiful Christ-exalting song. It was one of my favorite songs they've ever done. Ever. Yeah. Just a uh, unbelievably beautiful song. I mean, I was kind of shocked. But it was really good. You got to, I had a guy tell me one time, and I'm sure you've all heard this, you got to take the meat and spit out the bones. And every church generally is going to have at least some meat to offer you. Yeah. Even Bethel. They have good stuff, and they have crazy stuff. So, also, you need to you need to know your Bible enough to be able to tell. Yeah. Uh, hey, this if maybe not, isn't if right. Not, yeah, if you're not careful, you're going to be really upset when the <clears throat> Holy Spirit doesn't come as a golden dust cloud yeah. into your bedroom when you're praying. <laughs> you're going to be really upset when that doesn't happen if you l- watch a lot of Bethel stuff. Listen, I'm not against Bethel. Now, do I think that they should be preaching things for preaching? No, not a chance. But they got some good music. They got some good music. Yeah, they do. Um, you know what I would say to the people at Bethel? Let's hear it. Take it easy. <laughs> I would say just take it easy. You guys need to just calm it down a little bit. Oh, man. We've been looking for a reason to play that. Yeah, yeah, that's good, though. Uh, also, my advice is you can't live life in a bubble. Uh, you can't just, what were you about to say? Listen to different music. Yeah, like I would I would also encourage you read other religions' books. Books, like read Buy the, Quran. the Quran. Yeah, yeah learn about get other things. Get the Book things. of Mormon. They, and listen, they'll be in your neighborhood next week. Just yeah. get one of their you books some more. You can't sanitize yourself about everything against everything that you don't agree with. Yeah, you need listen. to learn the good and learn how to um, rightly divide what's right and what's wrong. Yeah, and I'm a. I, I would say that probably here on the staff, I, I listen to the, the widest range, uh, uh, widest range of music here. Well, you're a big quartet guy. Oh, which is odd. Listen, if you're asking me about the Southern Gospel Quartet. Convention that meets in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Are you asking if that's my dream? It is. I cannot wait to go. You know, we should do a live from there. We should do a live. I don't think thing. they would like that. I mean, our demographic would change. But it'd I be really hard to record a podcast with a quartet singing in the background. They would sing the entire podcast. Um, no, listen. I, I like Southern gospel music, um, and uh, I love rap, like Christian rap. I mm. love. I love bluegrass. Like, bluegrass is like, good. And I love, um, I love Hillsong. I love all those. I love old like uh, hymns. I love all that kind of stuff. And yeah. So all uh, good stuff. Yeah. And they all have bad stuff too. Yeah. Take the good, get rid of the bad. Uh, yeah, that's really all I got. That's good. Don't be a theological snob. That's yeah. my best advice. Yeah. Don't be a don't be a theo- theological snob, a coffee snob. Magician snob. Don't do any of those things. Last one. Moving on. Final question. This is a fun one. If you could live in one U.S. city, where would it be and why? You want to go first? No, you go ahead. I would say that if I could live in any U.S. city, what about their territories? What What does that mean? Like, like Puerto, Rico? Puerto Rico or anything like that? Sure, yeah. All right, Sevierville, Tennessee. That, you're ridiculous. Sevierville, Tennessee is where I would live. Why? It is beautiful. That's where you're from, though. Uh, you, you can't choose your hometown. Oh, sorry, because it was weird the question asked, what's U.S. city? Uh, didn't tell you anything <laughs> else. Um, I bet, hope you don't do that to the Bible. Add, uh, add other things. Pharisee. 
And so, uh, you know what, Luke? Take it easy. My, my thing is this. Um, if I couldn't live there, I can't. I guess I can't live in Pigeon Forge. Well, or you could say that. I guess. Okay, fine. I'll pick the next, the next, the next best thing. Knoxville. Oh, Maryville. I don't, it's not going to be in Tennessee. It's not going to be in Tennessee. Okay, Memphis. Uh, there's a place called Colorado, mm. and I would live probably in Denver. Mm. Uh, I think everybody understands why. Because mm. Peyton Manning brought, brought a Super Bowl to Denver. So I would probably live in Denver. I like mountains. I'm not a big beach guy. I like to go to the beach and see it a little bit. Yeah. But anytime that there's a massive storm that could wipe me away, I'm not a big fan of that. Yeah. And with mountains, that doesn't happen a lot. Yeah, that's fair. Rock slides. You ever I would live skiing? Do you like to ski? I'm a skier, yeah. I love skiing. Yeah, me too. I, I never could snowboard scare me dead. I've never tried it. Yeah. But skiing is fun. Yeah. All right, we're going to Colorado. We should. See, uh, there's always a lot of church plants in Colorado. We could take a trip there. I think I know why there's a lot of church plants in Colorado. Why? Is this the mile A lot high? of people there. Yeah. A lot of people there that need Jesus. For me, um, yeah, I don't know. Colorado's a good one. I'd love to live in Knoxville. Really, anywhere east of Nashville. Man, well, it's would, God's country. I would love Wait, to live in Wait, can you pick Tennessee. my hometown? Yeah. This is well, unfair. I'm not, I'm not from there, so it's okay. East Tennessee, Colorado, Nevada. Um, I know it's cities, but I'm just kind of naming general areas. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, East Tennessee is great. It's like Colorado without the highest mountains yeah. and the highest people. There's a lot more trees you know there, mean. too. Yeah, a lot of trees. A lot of trees, no marijuana, and that legalized. And uh, really great. And I don't know if you ever heard of it, Dollywood. Yeah, Dollywood. Yeah. I would live inside Dollywood. I take all all that I said. Back. You know, there's a secret house for Dolly Parton inside Dollywood. Really? I think so. I've only I only know of Dollywood because of the Hallmark movies that she's a part of. Anyway, but all right. Honestly, though, what's really been on my mind lately, and this is weird. I, the Lord may be doing something. I have no clue. I really have no clue. Cock County. Not, not Cock County. What's been <laughs> What's been on my mind and heart lately? And I've just been kind of researching a lot. And this is not U.S. Um, Bangladesh. Somewhere in Ontario, Canada. Just somewhere in Canada, like a suburb outside of Toronto. Man, I don't know. That Canada is just a melting pot. Yeah. And the gospel is moving in Canada. And I would just love to be a part of it. It's just, I don't know. Something something in me just really wants to be there. And I don't know. I have no clue where it came from. Yeah. It just randomly, I started thinking, man, Canada. So, yeah. okay, but yeah, East Tennessee, East Tennessee, me also East Tennessee, but now I can't do that anymore. So, uh, Denver, never West Tennessee. That's right, never West Tennessee. <laughs> Gosh, um, all right, that's all of our questions. Yep, we appreciate everybody and your uh, your submitting of questions and things like that. We really appreciate it. We're grateful to get to answer them. Um, and uh, we may do one of these here in the next few weeks. Hey, make sure you're watching. Make sure you're watching because we've got some really great guests coming up. And uh, we would love for you guys to check it out in the coming days. We love you. Thank you for listening to the Here's Deal podcast. <laughs>